KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Tuesday, July 5th, and I hope you all had a great holiday weekend. Food insecurity in Vista. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. If you're traveling through San Diego International Airport this week, prepare for congestion and delays. The delays are caused by the demolition of a pedestrian bridge at Terminal 1. Taxis, rideshare services, and rental car buses are being relocated to an area in the old Terminal 1 parking lot. Parking at the airport will also be very limited. The state is making a big investment to relocate the railroad tracks off of the Del Mar Bluffs. Sandag has gotten $300 million from the governor's budget for that project. While a new route hasn't been selected for the project, which is expected to cost much more than $300 million, Sandag's Colleen Clemenson says the agency has been working on the plan for decades, and the state money will move the project forward. Really what this funding allows us to do is the detailed study of exactly how to do that, where the tunneling would occur, making sure that we're taking into account all of the environmental considerations. So essentially what it allows us to do is all the studies, all the engineering to get the project shovel ready. Clemenson anticipates the studies will take about two and a half years. The San Diego County Fair has officially wrapped up for the year. It was the first year back after a cancellation and a scaled-down version because of the pandemic. But the number of people who attended this year's fair was lower than previous years. The San Diego Union-Tribune, however, says while crowds were smaller this year, people who did go stayed longer and spent more money. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Think of the grocery store closest to your home. If it were to close down, how would that impact you and your family? KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne takes a look at how Avon's closing its doors in Vista could make it hard for some to access fresh, healthy food. Mark Day and his wife, Freddie Avalos, used to get their groceries from Vons in Vista. The store was less than five minutes away from their house. But that Vons is now closed and boarded up. Being able to have a grocery store that is very close and accessible was, has always been important to us, and that is why we're feeling really the, the strong effects of now being forced to drive a considerable way to get fresh food. 
Avalos says Vons's closure doesn't come as a surprise because in the last couple of years, the shopping center started to feel unsafe. Uh, there were many times where I would get out of my car and be accosted. And I stopped going there completely at night. I have not been to the Vaughn Center at night for at least five years. It simply does not feel safe. Uh, and I know that many people who also frequent that shopping center or used to frequent that shopping center feel the same way. KPBS requested an interview with Vons to ask about the reason for the closure. The company did not respond. We did talk to some Vons employees who didn't want to be recorded out of fear of losing their jobs. Some think the store was closed because of the increase of homeless in the area and the thefts the store was dealing with on a regular basis. Others told us it was due to the high cost to repair the refrigeration system and the store not making a profit. No matter the reason, the Vons closure adds to the growing number of empty stores in the shopping center. Avalos thinks Vista City Council has neglected this part of the city while making improvements downtown. Um, they have moved mountains <laughs> to bring in uh, new stores and, and great restaurants and breweries, and, and it hasn't necessarily been bad. But we can't focus on one part of our community and then turn our back on another part. Avalos says her and her husband are lucky to have a car and be able to drive further, but she knows not everyone has that privilege. People don't have the money for an Uber. People do not have friends or family that can take them regularly to the grocery store. And even when the Vons was here, one of the saddest things that I would experience, and this I saw every day, are poor people carrying and their families carrying groceries, sometimes in the hot sun, <laughs> um, sometimes in the rain. 76-year-old Alexis White doesn't own a car, but she has a motorized scooter. So I get in it and ride over and bring the stuff back. White lives in a senior community across the street from the Vons. She says many of her neighbors relied on it. It's making it a hardship for a lot of people. I never knew that I would miss it. <laughs> Since the closure of Vons, White has made the journey to Winco and Oceanside, where she thinks groceries are affordably priced. I think Winco being the cheapest store, and uh, I guess it's not too far. I could take the bus over or the train. City Council member Corina Contreras says food insecurity is an issue for many Vista residents, and the loss of a grocery store makes that problem worse. It's, it's really heartbreaking. I just, I fear that the quality of nutrition is gonna be going down because what's most accessible there is you go to CVS, right? Uh, 7-Eleven, you're not going to be able to get the nutritional, the dietary needs for your children to grow up without, you know, health concerns. Contreras says the city council needs to discuss the safety concerns surrounding the shopping center and how to get the nearby residents access to fresh food. We can't survive off of fast food. We can't survive off of convenience food. We're human beings and we need real food to grow. Um, and we need a safe place to be able to shop. So, you know, with Vons leaving, it really gives me a lot of concern about what's going to happen with that shopping center. She says the city has no information on what is taking Vons's place because it is a private sale. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. The 4th of July is one of the busiest days of the year at San Diego beaches, with crowds swelling to hundreds of thousands of people. 
but the water hasn't been clean everywhere this year. KPBS health reporter Matt Hoffman has more on the warnings for South Bay Shores. We're just going for a walk. Chula Vista residents Melanie and Kylie Regadio were spending the 4th of July holiday soaking up the sun, but they weren't happy to again see signs showing the ocean has unsafe levels of bacteria. No, no. not getting in the water. No. Why not? Just because uh, we don't have our bathing suits and we came down here just to walk. Plus, I saw the signs and I don't trust it. Very dirty. This year, San Diego County officials began using more accurate bacteria tests, and the result has been more beach warnings in the South Bay. Over the weekend, official warnings for Coronado, Silver Strand, and Imperial Beach were lifted. Officials say there haven't been any recent sewage spills from Mexico, but they're still issuing general advisories in Coronado and IB after finding bacteria above state health standards. Matt Hoffman, KPBS News. While many celebrated the 4th of July by hitting the beach, the Surfrider Foundation has been bracing for today, the dirtiest day at the beach. KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about the morning after mess beach cleanups. Alex Farron says the morning after mess beach cleanup is an annual tradition. She is San Diego's chapter manager for the Surfrider Foundation. Every single year, the 4th of July is the highest attended day of at, at the beach. And as a result, the 5th of July is the dirtiest day. So year after year, we have been showing up at the beach on the 5th of July, no matter what day of the week it is, and finding quite a mess. This year, there are seven cleanup sites from Oceanside to Ocean Beach, where volunteers can come help clean up from 8 to 11. And Farron says they always need more volunteers. If you think that just one person can't make a huge difference, then it's just simply not the case, and we could certainly use your help on the ground. To find a site near you, visit sandiego.surfrider.org. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, microscopic creatures in our homes. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Not everyone was celebrating the 4th of July this year, Hundreds of abortion rights supporters were protesting in Balboa Park yesterday instead. 
KPBS News reporter M.G. Perez has the story. The abortion rights supporters wanted a place to be angry and heard on the day traditionally celebrated for American independence. More than a week after the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, the Party for Socialism and Liberation coordinated a rally for community members of different beliefs and backgrounds. They were united in demanding truth and justice for women's health care. Vicki Pincus remembers a time before the legalization of abortion. Obviously, this anti-abortion thing has been going on for decades now, and the culmination has been in the, with these liars on the Supreme Court. And we must make some changes here. We must band together for the sake of our children. After the holiday march, there was an education session in the park for supporters to learn strategies for organizing protests in the future. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. Researchers at UC San Diego have released a study on the microbiome of a house, essentially identifying all the microscopic materials they found. The goal was to learn what microscopic creatures live in your home and what environment they create for the human occupants. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge has the story. The study, published in Science Advances, came from an analysis of test samples from a house where volunteers live for 26 days, taking part in predetermined activities. Engineering PhD student Rodolfo Salida was a study co-author. He says the samples were collected on cotton swabs used to wipe counters, floors, and sinks in the house to capture the resident microbes. The data collection was as simple as that. The hardship comes on tracking the identity of each sample and then generating the data that is used in the analysis. Some bacteria they found in the home were expected. One surprise was finding penicillin, a common probiotic which grew rapidly in places with coffee residue. Pharmacy professor Peter Dorostein, another co-author, said some residents use medications and they found drug molecules all over. When people consume medications, they leave those traces behind. So those have the potential of influencing the home-built microbiome. Researchers say further studies could lead to new home designs that promote a microbiome that creates a healthy environment for humans. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team, Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I.